In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. I used to live in Italy, and I worked at the very first Protestant church to ever exist within the historic walls of Rome. St. Paul's Within the Walls Episcopal Church was founded shortly after the fall of the Papal State and the unification of Italy around the mid-1800s. Even today, over 150 years after St. Paul's founding, there still really aren't that many Protestant churches in Rome, at least if you're comparing uh, percentages. Given its prominent spot on Via Nazionale, one of the major roads in Rome, and given its similarity in name to one of the four papal basilicas, St. Paul's outside the walls, it's not surprising that people often assumed it to be a Roman Catholic church. And this was particularly evident on Ash Wednesday. We used to stand out in front of St. Paul's right on Via Nazionale and offer ashes on the go, a quick little imposition of ashes, a quick prayer, and then we would send people on their way. The custom in Italy, though, and in other parts of the world for imposition of ashes is quite different from ours. We make a very visible sign of the cross and place it on our foreheads, a very visible sign of our penance and of our mortality. In Italy, the custom is to sprinkle ashes on top of the head, nearly invisible to anyone else. Rome, being a very uh, diverse city, we had many folks come up to us from all walks of life to receive ashes. But you could always tell who the Italians were, because they walked away with a face that said, why did this silly American just wipe dirt on my face? <laughs> because if you think about it, the Roman custom of sprinkling ashes on top of the head invisibly is more in line with today's gospel passage. Jesus said, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Ash Wednesday is always a little disjointed because we hear these stark readings about our brokenness. We hear about our reliance on God's good grace. We hear this strong passage from Matthew that talks about developing a deep and personal relationship with God and then warns us to not show off that relationship in a very flashy way. And then, I'm guessing because we Episcopalians are known for our wild side, we step forward and we get some dirt rubbed in our face, almost in defiance of the gospel reading. It's fascinating to me. So while there are different customs around this day, they all point to the fact that there is something rather radical about Ash Wednesday. It is radical in a world that is built on perfection to stand and to acknowledge that we have faults. 
We are bombarded on nearly all fronts with the achievements of others. Social media, television shows, social expectations, keeping up with the Joneses. We are constantly comparing ourselves to others, and especially when we don't quite reach the ideal that we've internalized, we feel inadequate. We feel faulty. We feel useless. Couple that with the fact that often we have real faults, things that we know about ourselves and that we want to work on things we want to change in our lives. Yet the high bar that the world around us has set tells us that to have faults means to have no worth. So we hide our journeys to address the faults we desire to fix, fighting alone, struggling alone, thinking that if anyone found out, how embarrassed I might be. Ash Wednesday, then, is a radical breaking of this cycle of shame and denial. The ashes about to be imposed on your head are not a mark of shame, quite the opposite. They are a mark of our reality. They are a mark of the human condition. They are a mark that tells us that God is aware of the things that we struggle with and that God does not want us to bear the weight of those things alone. Ash Wednesday is radical in other ways, too. Not only do we deny our faults, but we deny our mortality as well. Again, I think this is a byproduct of our culture. We don't really want to discuss the reality of death. For many, death is an abstract construct. It's something that happens at some point, but I don't have to worry about that now, right? For others, death is something that we are constantly aware of. In the same way that Perfectionism is the little earworm that erodes our ability to handle our faults. The cultural denial of death forces those who know death too well to grieve in secret, to bear the pain of death in isolation. And on the other side, it leaves those who deny death's reality rather unprepared when it arrives in their lives. So again, the radical nature of today forces us to confront the reality of death, to confront our own mortality. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Ash Wednesday is truly a beacon of our reality in this world. But that beacon is one of hope. God knows our reality. God knows the fullness of the human condition. God has come down into the fragrant muck and misery and marvel of the world, as Frederick Buechner puts it. Jesus Christ knows the fullness of our humanity. The season of Lent, which we enter today, is an exploration 
of our reality. It is an exploration of the human condition. But it is also for preparation. Preparation for the work that Jesus Christ completes on the cross. Preparation for the new reality that God ushers into the world on that glorious Easter morn. So perhaps there is a little wisdom after all in the disjointed nature that our Ash Wednesday service has taken on. To place ash upon our heads. To go out into the world visibly displaying our human condition in a way that we would have previously hid. It is an acknowledgement that we have put our whole being into God's hands. It is an acknowledgement that we understand ourselves to be fully loved by God. The ashes put on our heads are a visible sign that we are, in fact, living in to the gospel. As Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. By rejecting the false narratives of our world that distract us from the realities of our lives, we are storing up treasures in heaven. Our mark of grace is not a boast of our, pri- of our piety. We don't wear it so that we can say we are better than others but rather that we have confronted our own self. And we have seen that God still wants deeply to be in relationship with us. As with most things that are sacramental in nature, we have an outward sign that signifies an inward grace. So whether you wear your ashes humbly throughout the rest of the evening, or whether you wipe them off as soon as you leave the church, know that the inward mark upon your heart is there. Know that the inward mark bestowing God's good grace to walk with you through the fullness of your life is something that cannot be erased. May that inward and spiritual grace stay with you this Lent as you confront the realities of your life. May that mark of grace guide you in the difficult decisions we all face as we work to bring real change to the world. And may the promise of Easter, after the good work of Lent, bring you to a place of acceptance, knowing that you have placed your life, your fullness of your being, into the good hands of God. Amen.